Today we're going to be talking, we call it Vision Sunday, and uh, so I'm glad you're here. Uh, but with, with any vision of church, and especially, you know, we find that as we look at this at the start of a year, it really is so much of what we do here is just the same again, just, just more of the good stuff that's been a part of Coast Vineyard. And so most of it is around we're just going to keep doing the good stuff that we do. Uh, but also when it comes to the start of a year, there's often things as we spend some time just seeking God and hearing from God, there's some things that brings particular focus to. So, uh, But before we get into it any further, I am going to hand it over to the talented and beautiful Mrs. Jacinda Lilly. Cool. Uh, this weekend's actually quite a special weekend in the life of Coast Vineyard. Uh, we didn't plan it this way because uh, we're not that onto it and turning to joining all the dots. But this weekend, five years ago, was when us and uh, three or four other families met in our lounge for the first time of what was going to become Coast Vineyard. So, um, so it's actually quite a big weekend in terms of uh, just our journey, really. You know, so um, I'm quite excited about what's to come. I was excited then and I didn't really have a clue what was coming. So actually probably not much has changed. I still have no clue really of what God's going to get up to, except that it's good. It's always good. And so that's what we're excited about. Uh, when we started the church, we did so with the sense of call and expectation that God was up to something here on the coast. And that hasn't changed. And uh, we felt like uh, as we were preparing for like uh, launching this thing, we were getting sent out from Shore Vineyard. One of the things that I felt like God had said was just, it's just all you have to do is go and sing the song of my kingdom. And you're going to find other people are humming the same tune. And this is probably a room full, and obviously our church is bigger than the people that are just here today, but we're a room full of people that are humming the same tune. And there are more of them on the coast. Some of them haven't found us yet. Some of them haven't found him yet. But it's our job to continue to do, like as Matt said, you know, it's the same thing. Nothing has changed. The Great Commission hasn't changed. We've been sent into the world to help people get to know and experience and love Jesus and all of the activity that he's going to do in our lives and through us in the lives of other people. That hasn't changed. And so we're going to continue to sing the song of his kingdom and see who else it is that God wants to join in. You know, Matt spoke two weeks ago about what the kingdom of God is. There's lots of thinking around this. There's lots of different ideas. But if you're wanting to kind of get some clarity around what we believe is the kingdom of God and how that's worked out in our lives, have a listen to the message from a couple of weeks ago. Actually, we had technical issues that day. It didn't record. However, we had another one because, funnily enough, we talk about this stuff quite a lot. So, um, so if you'd like to do that, do that. But N.T. Wright, who is a theologian based in the UK, he basically describes the kingdom of God as basically God's way of doing things. It's God's way. So wherever we see justice, wherever we see love, wherever we see compassion outworked, wherever we see mercy, wherever we see healing or freedom come, that is the kingdom of God. And that is the stuff that we're going to continue to step into and lean into and grow into and just give away everywhere we go. Yin? Cool. When we were starting, we, uh, we were trying to paint a picture of a church that didn't exist yet. 
It was this thing that we carried around in our hearts and we were trying to get language to be able to sort of paint a picture with words. And this is some of what we wrote down five years ago. I thought you'd be keen to hear. And, uh, and really, our heart's the same. But we wanted to be a church where broken people can find refuge, acceptance, healing, and hope. We want to be a church that will re-envision people who have given up on church. We want to be a church that will serve the community that we live in just as Jesus did. We want to be a church where people are equipped to do what God has stirred in their hearts. We want to be a church of real togetherness in a world of individuals. We want to be a church where we are truly led by God's Spirit. And we want to be a church where people are transformed by experiencing the love and the power of God. So when we first put the website together, we didn't really have much of anything going on, but apparently if you're going to be anything, you have to have a website, don't you? So um, we were writing then about we will be. We will be. However, now we can say we are. We are these things as best as we're able. And look, none of us is perfect. This church is not perfect. Please don't expect perfection in being here because you're going to be really disappointed. But we are going to continue to do our best to grow in these things and to be these things for one another, aren't we? Uh, You know, last year we were given the opportunity, Matt and I, many of you know that Matt and I were given the chance to go over to the States for three weeks and visit a number of different vineyard churches over there and Vineyard New Zealand here paid for us to go. And it was an investment in our church and an investment in our movement as we seek to give away what we gained over there. And one of the things that kind of struck us when we were there is that it's time for us as a people to clarify, to sort of to bring more um, detail and clarity to who we are and what we do and how we're going to outwork the sense of calling that we have to this serving this people in this place. And so over the last few months, we've been working through that with a number of different people here in the church and other conversations wider than that. But we want what we do to be accessible to as many people as possible because Jesus is the best news that we have to offer. And church, we think, we are slightly biased, but we love this church. We think it's marvelous. We are marvelous. What an amazing family to be a part of. It is a great joy. And we want that to be accessible to as many as people as possible. So we have been developing this funky little thing. And I think the team at the back, is that okay if we give these out now? Yeah. All right then. You are going home with something to put on your fridge today. You know, it's really, like, as Matt said, you know, it's the start of a year and people often go, so what's the vision? You know, it's, well, the vision hasn't changed. We're going to continue to go do what we do in the name of Jesus. However, seasons change, don't they? And so, you know, in our rhythm, all of us probably, we start the year where we kind of like, what season am I in? What's God up to? What is he inviting me into this year? And it's the same for us as a church. And this is something that we've been developing, take one per household, so you can stick it on your fridge or on your, I don't know, filing cabinet in your office or whatever, but this is our attempt to try to help us have more clarity around being able to communicate what's important to us here at Coast Vineyard and how we're going to orient our lives and our activity as a church. So, it's all there, that's cool, you don't have to wait. All right, so we are going to Connect. We're going to help people connect with God and with people. We're going to grow. We're going to grow in our faith and we're going to grow in life. We're going to serve each other. 
and we're going to go into our community and beyond. So these little things, you're going to start seeing this pop up all over the place. Our website, we're going to slowly start changing. You'll notice the shift in the news sheet today. There's a reason for that. Uh, it's all to help us to become really clear around what it is that we're doing, that we are connecting, we're going to grow, we're going to serve, and we're going to go. These are the sorts of activities that for us as individuals to thrive in our relationship with God and in life, as well as for us as a church, for us to be healthy, this is the stuff we need to be doing for each one of us. It's not kind of like a checklist where you go, right, uh, I've connected with a person, tick. Uh, growing, uh, yeah, I guess I read my Bible, tick. Serve, well, I could probably help serve coffee every now and then, tick. It's not that. All of these things, are this, there's this dynamic sort of interplay between these things. It's not sort of just you do that once and move on. This is the stuff that we want to be stepping into and living into. And this, it's going to be, it's not as clean cut as like just four things because they overlap and they intersperse and they blend and they are intertwined. But we want elements of all of those things happening in our lives all the time for us to be doing well. So over the next, uh, today and the next three weeks, we're going to uh, unpack that with you so that you can be as clear as you possibly can be with us at this point uh, about what that's going to look like for us this year. And it's going to be something we're going to develop within those areas through the year and beyond. So I'm going to hand it over to Matt and he is going to lead you into unpacking this whole thing of connecting. Pretty cool. So, so I will talk about connecting shortly, but just to summarise, this is, again, the vision was when we, those things that we put up there, this is the church that, that we are becoming, we are wanting to be, we are in some ways already there. Uh, there are often a couple of things that God will pinpoint specifically uh, for a year, and there's a couple of things in particular, uh, on, on the grow side of it. We're wanting to create pathways that are just helpful for people that go, like, I want to grow, like, but what do I do next? And you can go, like, jump onto this path and let's go together. Uh, so we're going to be looking at helping create those uh, over this year, which will be fun, and also looking forward to seeing us all grow as we step onto these pathways. Uh, and the other thing, too, is around the go, uh, which is uh, we... We just have to be doing more to try and help people to find God. And it's, it's one of the, the things that many of us find very challenging. Like, how do we do that? Uh, and, you know, we've had this wonderful transformation ourselves with connecting and, and moving on in our life of faith. And yet, when there seems to be resistance that others have to God, and it's, it, it can be challenging for us. But we've just got to keep trying to work that out. So, um, so we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff around uh, just reaching out um, this year. So, um, and just with this whole thing of go too, I know that for many of you, you have just ideas and even could possibly even call them uh, passions for doing something in your community, but um, you're just not sure how do I get started with that. Can I just say something like about we're all, everyone's kind of wired differently, aren't they? One of the things that happens to be my kind of wiring is that I'm really good at getting things going. Um, I'm really good at putting wheels onto vision. Uh, 
okay? So if you've got ideas, but you just kind of park it and you just think, oh, no, because you just don't know how to get started, then let's talk, okay? Sound good? Okay. And, you know, when it comes to vision and, you know, I know that you'd, you'd, you'd tell me off if I didn't say this, but, um, you know, anything that we do in terms of ministry, anything we do for the kingdom requires resource. And I'm just so glad that so many of you have chosen to cultivate a generous heart and to be someone that uh, wants to, to, to be a giver more than a taker and that you contribute towards the ministry of Coast Vineyard Church. And that's why we can do what we do. So, um, so there's a few things that, we've, that, are, that we feel God has put in our hearts that we're kind of not quite resourced for, but we'll talk a little bit more about that in a couple of weeks. But God, just say thank you for all of you that faithfully contribute to, uh, to Coast Vineyard. So it's wonderful. All right, I'm going to kick my jandals off. Is that all right? So just, yeah. Um, all right. So connect. Number one. Let me, um, we're going to take four weeks unpacking these four things, uh, the connect, grow, serve, go. And can I just say that, um, where'd it go? Where'd it go? I lost it. Like, this is what we do. Okay, these are things that we do. They're all things we do. We connect something we do, we, we serve, we grow, we go. Because some of you might be thinking, oh, hang on, Matt, there was that other thing that you talked about a while back that's a bit different to this. And there was those four things. And I said, those four things are who we are. And I'll just remind you of those four things. I should have put a slide up. I just thought about this this morning. Those four things is who we are. We're a family. We're a school. We're a hospital. And we're an army. Okay, a family, a school, a hospital, and an army. That's, that's, that's who we are. That's, that's what we are. This is what we do. Okay? All right. So connecting. So the first part of connecting is connecting with God. And I know for me that I've had a few encounters with God that have been quite profound over, over my journey uh, of life. Um, I remember when I was, I grew up in a Presbyterian church, I think I shared this before probably a number of times, and uh, it was a very, very traditional formal church and a little bit, you know, wasn't really connecting in terms of helping me in my faith journey back then, but that's more probably about me than the church. But I can remember like a friend of mine that was like, he invited me to this thing in Pukekohe when I was 12 years old, and it's where I lived then, and uh, there was this thing at, at the town hall in Pukekohe, and he said, do you want to come along? And I, I was like, yeah, sure. And it was a guy, it was an evangelist. And I remember that at the end of this guy talking, that he just gave an invitation, would anyone want to give their life to God? And I can remember as a 12-year-old, I'm thinking like, oh, this sounds good. So I sort of put my hand up, and before you know it, I was sort of getting given this thing. And I kind of remember that, but it didn't really change anything in me. But it was something that, it was like there's something was there. There was an encounter there. And, uh, and then I actually know that I gave myself to following Jesus, you know, like fully when I was around 16. And when I was, uh, when I was 18, I got baptized. And, and when I got baptized again, um, some people, when they get baptized, have profound experiences with God. I didn't feel anything when I got baptized except wet. And, uh, but the next day, my Bible came alive. 
It was just this most remarkable thing. Like, I went from reading the Bible being quite a chore for me to being like, oh my goodness, I feel, I feel alive reading this. If this is, you know, and it's so, like, I can't help but think that it was like a, some kind of encounter, something happened. And I can remember again in my early 20s when uh, we, I was part of a church that had a night church thing going, and we'd pray beforehand, and on this particular Sunday... Uh, we were praying, and I just felt this like powerful presence. Now we sung around about um, "I love your presence" this this morning, um, and I just didn't actually quite know what it was. You know, I was like going, "Like guys, can you can you like feel anything going on here?" Um, and and I tell you what, that that encounter there led me to go and talk to my pastor, and my pastor at that time said, like, I really believe God is calling you into a, a new season of, of prayer, which I stepped into. And so there was this thing that propelled me into prayer. And then later in my, in my 20s, I uh, had an, another pr- profound encounter with God where, again, felt this physical presence of God. And that, was, that led to be me knowing this calling into, into pastoral ministry and, uh, and church planting. And it was and like, I'm just... And, and you can often think about, like, these are the things that, um, that we should be having all the time. I'm, I'm not necessarily saying we should be having them all the time, but I just know for me that those times of encountering God were profoundly life-changing and, and so, so helpful for me in my journey of life and faith. And, but here's the thing. You know, just last week, I was having a bit of a pray, and felt like God was speaking to me about something. And, you know, it wasn't this big, you know, no, no flashing lights or bells and whistles or anything, but, but there was this thing. And, and, and just over this last, you know, three or four weeks, God's been speaking to me about this whole thing of, of patience. And um, I'm the sort of person that likes getting things done. So, uh, and... There are, have you noticed that there are people that drive cars that don't seem to like have any need to get from A to B quickly? Have you noticed it? And and um, I mean I'm I'm sure they're lovely people, but I just wish they were behind me instead of in front of me. And uh, and God's been telling me he's just like take a chill pool, man. You know, it's like what's to what's to say that this isn't me, you know, God's saying to me, what's to say this isn't me putting them there because you need to grow in this. You need to learn to, you know, you know just be a bit more. I'm, I'm not like, I don't get out of cars and hurt people. I just, you know. Uh, um, but I am looking for when the yellow center line changes to white. I am looking for that. Now, there's this uh, Kiwi guy called Jeff McGregor who is living in Cambodia now, and he is heading up uh, an initiative to, to, to seeing some vineyard churches become established in Cambodia. It's really, really exciting. Um, and, uh, but he's just got so many challenges you know, daily around you know, what's, uh, what's happening over there. And um, when he talks about all these challenges, uh, you know what he says? He says, you know what the, he, he says, you know what the solution is? The solution is that I just need to get closer to Jesus. I'm like, 
I love that. Not like, oh, we need more money, we need more people, we need to work harder. No, the solution is that I just need to get closer to Jesus. Jesus said this to his disciples. It's recorded in the Gospel of John, John chapter 15. He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. He is saying, connect. Connect with God. Connect with God. One of my little summer projects I had uh, over the, the break was to sort out my shed that was, it used to be like this, and now it's like this. Because I've got this bamboo growing next to it, and as the bamboo just keeps growing, thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker, um, it just leans, leans over. Uh, and you can't really see the lean there. But one of the things, just want to go to the other, other side. One of the... Um, the other bamboo slide. So my project was to like get the bamboo away from the side of the shed. And this shed's only like, you know, it's just a small shed. To get it away from the side of the shed so that I could then um, straighten up my shed and because it won't be pushing it over. And so that's the bamboo that we cut down. That, that looks like a party waiting to happen, doesn't it? So, um, and uh, we probably will burn that in the next little while if you're at all interested in coming over. Bamboo is the absolute best for, um, for bonfires because bamboo has, you know, it's got these little knots all the way up it. Well, in between the knots is just air pockets inside there. So as they heat up, they just explode. So, yeah. <laughs> That, that bonfire party just got a whole lot more fun. So that will, that it's, it's, it. But the interesting thing about bamboo is that when you cut it, uh, like it's green, the next day you look at it and it's already starting to go brown. Two days it's completely brown. And, within, and then green bamboo, if you try and break it, it just goes boring, you know. And, and, uh, but like a week into it, it's all dried out. It just snaps, it loses its strength, which makes me a bit concerned for those big bamboo scaffolding things you see in different countries, hey? but uh, um, it's just, and um, so within a week, it's just, it's, you know, all, it's completely, you know, different to what it was um, the week before when it was still part of the thing. So that's my pile of very dry, very ready to burn uh, bamboo. Just go back to the other slide. So here's the thing, like I cut, four weeks ago, I had a clear, track next to my shed uh, that was about that wide all the way down there and that's it there four weeks ago there is some bamboo shoots there that are four meters high that weren't there four weeks ago oh my you're flipping kidding me it's like, it's like you know all that work and like and there's a bunch of small ones that are now about this high, and, and just it's just it's phenomenal, and just like so depressing in some ways. But but here's the thing: that's not a vine. But it's the thing is, is that there is roots and life and a plant that is wanting to like. I'm not going to let you beat me, Matt Lilly. <laughs> Up it goes again, four meters in four weeks, and uh, that's what happens when you're connected to the plant, when you're connected. That's the picture that Jesus is talking about here. He's like, I'm the vine. Like, who wants to grow? 
and faith in life. Who wants to grow? Five of us. <laughs> but we need to stay connected to God. Fruit comes from connection. When something is not connected, you know when something's not connected, it doesn't just stop growing. It withers. It goes backwards. So it's not just like, okay, I've not connected anymore. I'll just stay where I am. It, it goes backwards. The very next verse in John 15, Jesus continues and says this, If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you're here this morning and you feel like you're going backwards in life, how's your connection with God? How's your connection with God? The answer to everything is staying connected to God. And like you may be here this morning and this whole idea of being connected to God is something that is something you've never really thought about or heard about or done anything about. And if that's you this morning, um, can I just take a moment just right now and I'd love to pray for you. Um, so I'm just going to pray right now. So Father, if anyone that's here this morning that has never been connected to you, God, I just pray for the, your kindness would continue to draw them into knowing you. God, that the truth of these words that are being spoken this morning, God, would land in their heart and draw them to the place of saying, I want to be connected to the vine, that place where fruitfulness and goodness and life comes. And if, if that is you this morning, it may be helpful just to, just to pray this for yourself, that something like, you know, God, I, I, I don't really know you, or I don't really know how to get connected to you, but, but I, want to, I want to know how to, I want to learn how to, I want to say yes to you, and, and help me. And that's one prayer that God always answers, it's the help, it's the help prayer. All right. So connecting to God. The other part of this is connecting to each other. And let me tell you this, there's, there's a lot of loneliness in the world. A lot of loneliness in the world. And um, I'm just going to read you something, and it's, it's actually out of Wikipedia, but I thought it was really interesting, the way that they describe loneliness. It says, it says this, loneliness is a complex and unusually unpleasant emotional response to isolation. Loneliness typically includes anxious feelings about a lack of connection or communication with other beings, both in the present and extending into the future. As such, loneliness can be felt even when surrounded by other people. The causes of loneliness are varied and include social, mental, emotional, and physical factors. Research has shown that loneliness is prevalent throughout society, including people in marriages, relationships, families, veterans, and those with successful careers. Loneliness has also been described as social pain. It's quite a, it's, it sort of even it just feels uncomfortable even saying that, eh? but it kind of, you know that that's, yeah, that, I get it. Social pain. 
a psychological mechanism meant to motivate an individual to seek social connections. Loneliness is often defined in terms of one's connectedness to others, or more specifically as the unpleasant experience that occurs when a person's network of social relations is deficient in some important way. There's an article in the New York Times just two months ago, and it was titled, I better get it right, The Surprising Effects of Loneliness on Health. And they have, just in the last few years, they've made these absolutely you know, definite connections uh, between the two. Like loneliness, it raises stress hormones and inflammation, and that leads to increased risk of heart disease, arthritis, diabetes, dementia, and suicide attempts. Abnormal immune responses and accelerated cognitive decline. Ow. It's important to be connected. There's a heap of great TED Talks if you're a TED Talk kind of a person that both talk about the challenges of loneliness and how it is so unhelpful for us in so many areas, but also how to you know, step out of loneliness as well. So it's, it's great. I heard this uh, picture uh, years ago when I was, I think, relatively new Christian, and they were talking about similar things, saying like it's just so important to, to stay connected. As a, as a Christian and to be connected with other Christians. And the picture was that it's like embers in a fire. And you take an ember out of the fire and you put it on the hearth and it just very quickly stops glowing and cools down and goes cold. You put it back into the, into the fireplace and it, and it fires back up again. I thought, that's a lovely picture. And um, the interesting thing was is that it was just to me kind of like a, like that kind of makes sense. But then I had a season where, um, for different reasons, that wasn't that connected into to church. It was probably about a, only about a sort of six-month period. And I still felt like I was still reading the Bible, I was still praying, but I could feel at the end of that six months, I thought, oh my goodness, I'm that, I'm that ember. Like, there is something cooling off in me because I'm not around other Christians as much. It's like, it's a really true thing. It's not just a nice, a nice story. Hebrews 10, verse 26. The writer of Hebrews says this, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And this is why we work so hard at providing opportunities for people to connect. You know how we, we talk a lot about life groups. We even made a poster. <laughs> because life groups, it's just a place where you can connect. For a lot of people coming into a group of people this big, it's like, oh my goodness, I don't even know how to start connecting. And it's a lot of people. And it's understandable. But like at a life group, it's just like a bunch of people often in someone's lounge. And still a little bit challenging, especially the first night, you know. It's like, no, it's not us, it's the next door neighbours. You know, it's like, oh, it's hard enough, anyway, you know. Or, um, but um, the thing I love about all of our life group leaders, they've just got such big hearts and just love people. You know, so any, any of you that will go, you will be so welcome. So we're, like after the service, could I just get uh, Andrew and Lee who are up there to give us a wave? So, 
So see those guys there? It's there. Just keep waving. <laughs> no, just keep waving. <laughs> no. They're awesome. They, they kind of coordinate our, our life groups, and they're going to be over here just hanging out. Because the thing is, is that I, think, I, I like the idea of a life group, but um, I, I just need to know a few important things. Like, can I, you know, is it like, if I go there, is it, what's it going to be? Is it like, is it Cadbury's or Whitaker's? You know, these important questions. Like, yeah, like, did the leaders of this group, did they like La La Land? Because, like, that's a polarizing question. Yeah, there are some just some important things that you've kind of got to got to work out. You know, do, do they you know do they really finish at 9:30? Is there anyone my age there? Is um, um, you might have lots of lots of questions. Um, so so that's Andrew and Lee will be there. And uh, if there are any other life group leaders that uh, are here this morning, you might want to sort of loiter as well. Uh, over there. So if you'd like to find out more, it's just a great place just to like, okay, so, you know, I live in um, Gulf Harbor, you know, what, what do you think? What, what, what should I, anything, you know, that way, what's happening there? So um, I'll tell you this, like life groups is the antidote to loneliness. It's the antidote to loneliness. You know, it's a place that friendships, it, it really happen. I've, I'm still in touch with people that were in a life group that we ran when we were living in Oxford in the mid-90s. And they're still friends, you know, Facebook, connecting, say hi. Um, it's a place where f real friendship can happen. But it's important to acknowledge too that connecting, even though you can go like, it's important, it's, it's on the thingy on my fridge, so it must be important. Um, it can sometimes be hard. And for some people, it can always be hard. It's just hard. Um, whether it's your personality type, you know, you're a bit, bit introverted, whether it's um, your, uh, your work, long hours, and you, you know, you're tired, or you work in a, you know, in nights and so that you can't get along to things. Um, you might be someone that finds it hard to start conversations. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's just your reality. And you, and you know that's just like, oh, yeah, it's like, it's, I'm like that. And it's just hard. Yeah, there may be, may be cultural challenges. Just, um, like, and I have to say, you know, and I know I say this a lot, I just, I just love that we've got a church that's full of accents. I absolutely love it. And I, you know, would hope that as the, you know, the months and, and years continue with Coast Vineyard that we'll have more and more and more. Uh, I love it. And I love too that, um, uh, you know, that people that have come along from other uh, cultural uh, backgrounds f feel that they can make their home here. Um, but I also know that cultural differences can make it harder to connect. And um, so... But this is why we create a lot of these places, just to help foster you know, connecting and friendship. And I'd like to say I'd, I would hope that those people that are here with accents would take deep breaths and, and almost be bridges, bridges for, for other people that will, will come along, you know, that are from other cultures, to, um, to help make, uh, make their home here. So we create a lot of these places to help people to connect, to help make fr making friends and connecting easier. But here's the thing, is that 
we can make the places, but then you've got to actually step into those. Into those. You've actually got to do your part and step into those, uh, those places. So, um, you know, we've had people that have, um, have gone like, I'm not going to come along to Coast Vineyard Church anymore because I haven't made a friend. Oh, just like, oh, like, you know, that's so, so sad, but like, I want you to, if, you know, if there's some other place where you can find a friend, then, you know, that's wonderful. But like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like, but then you say like, they didn't join a life group. They didn't join a life group. So if you're looking to connect more at Coast Vineyard, here's some things that might help. You might want to write these things down. Um, first one is to try a life group. And if you don't like it, take a deep breath the next week and try another one. And if that one's not your cup of tea, take another deep breath and try another one. And if that one doesn't work out, then let's come and talk. Maybe you need to lead one. And uh, that'll be just, like, just right for you. <laughs> And then we're just your kind of thing, all right? So try a life group. Second thing is that we throw a lot of parties at Coast. And not, they're not all disco parties. They're just, you know, most, like we do quiz nights. We do picnics. We do, I wrote them all down because I knew I wouldn't remember them. Um, bonfire nights. Um, just fun nights at the different life groups, movie nights, we've done movie nights, lo- you know, just lots of things there. And uh, you know, one of the things I love when you read the journey of Jesus, his first miracle was at a party. And it wasn't, it wasn't a healing, it wasn't casting a demon out of someone, it wasn't walking on water, it was turning water into wine. It was party enhancement. (laughs) So his first miracle is he's at a party and he does this miracle to make the party better. Tell you something else you could try. You could try sitting in the same seat every Sunday at church because everyone else does. (laughs) Not quite everyone. There's a few brave ones amongst you. But it's like we're creatures of habit, and uh, if you sit in the same place every Sunday, you'll soon realize that there's the same people around you, and you might be like 10 people. You could actually go, hey, we're like a little club here. (laughs) So that's something that you could do. Get to know your Sunday church neighbors. Um, And if you feel a little bit lonely, again, it's just I know it's it's hard, but hard, sometimes you just got to take a deep breath and and drum up all of the courage you have and, and step into one of these things. You know, step into talking to someone and asking them, do you go to a life group? Can I come along with you? And we, and we need to persevere. You know, if you invite someone to lunch and they come over for lunch and then you're waiting for them to invite you back and they don't, don't give up. Don't think they don't like you. Just invite them back to your place again. Just persevere. You know, like, I... just deeply hope that we continue to be a church where people can connect. And we're a lot bigger now than we were when there was three or four families meeting in our lounge five years ago in our living room. And it's a little bit more challenging. It was a lot more challenging. Um, But I just hope that we continue to be a church where we accept people. We accept the, the awkward 
with wide open arms. We accept the, those that are a little abrasive. I always get challenged by those um, movies and TV programs where there's two friends and one just goes off the rails a little bit and the other friend just kind of just rolls with the, the grumpiness, rolls with the, this guy being a bit of a plonker and just hangs in there as a friend. I just always just find it it's such a challenge. Because I look at that and think, like, that's what, that's what Jesus did with me. And I would so hope I would be that to other people. You know, even, you know, even if people are a bit smelly, you know, that we just welcome people. Just a, and, a, and a warm welcome on a Sunday is important, but just as important is a warm welcome the next Sunday. And maybe, you know, maybe an invite to, to lunch or to a, um, to a life group. Or So let's be a church where this is happening. Connecting is happening. Connecting with God and connecting, connecting with people. You know, place, a place of friendship for everyone, but for the lonely in particular. A place where we can pick each other up when in the tumbles of life. And, and a place that we can encourage one another and spur one another on to love and good deeds. How does it sound? Sound good? All right. So pop this on your fridge and think about connecting. Hopefully it's a reminder to stay connected, connected to God, connected to the vine. It's the place where fruit and life happens. And stay and look at like connecting with one another, either as someone that feels a little bit disconnected, saying like, I'm going to be courageous and step into trying to connect more, or thinking, how can I help others that are on the edges to, to connect. There we go. There's the start of our stepping into the adventure of Coast Vineyard, connecting. So why don't we stand together? I'd love to, love to pray.